Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my childhood bedroom recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. I'm coming to you live from my parents' closet. It's the cool place to be. I didn't even put up a tablecloth or anything to try to make it look better. It's fine. Most people will just be hearing this and not seeing this. I mean, I have the backdrop of a plain blue wall and a wooden door behind me. It's not that (laughs) exciting. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous way to start our newest season. Season six. Season six. 2022. We made it to the new year. Barely. Our sexiest season yet. We barely made it. We almost didn't make it. Yeah, we really. Should Should I jump right into the first, truly the first worst things first of 2022? Let's tell the people. Comedian and People's Choice Award winner, (laughs) Matt Belisai was diagnosed with (laughs) COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, just before Christmas. It's true. It was so, I mean, how are you feeling? You're you're fully recovered now, right? As far as I know, I mean, my chest still feels like a little funky, so I'm convinced that my lungs have deteriorated significantly and that I'm withering away. Oh, good. First of all, I did get it at a bar. I know exactly where I got it. No no (gasps) question about it. I got it at a bar. I was on a date. So if that's not a signal to not do that shit, uh, if you've been looking for a sign, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Here it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's New York. I went into I went to a bar. It was like you have to go underground to get there. And of course, so it wasn't ventilated. Everyone is like sitting next to one another. And then I I felt like a little weird, but it was hard to tell uh, the couple days after. And then. Yeah. Then they Boom. sent an email that was like, you were on our guest list that night. Guess what? Someone was fucking <laughs> hacking everywhere and had it. <laughs> oh, good. You went looking for love and instead you found Omicron. Yeah. Somehow I was with you every other day that week. Oh, yeah. Literally every other day. We saw two Broadway musicals that week. We were with each other the night before you tested positive, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, because we were oh. together on Thursday night. That was the last time we were together is a Thursday yes. night. And I, yeah, we were like fully making out full tongue. And <laughs> Okay, um, let's, let's pause there. Um, we were smoking a vape. We were vaping together. So yeah, basically the same Breathing thing. a lot of the same air. I mean, by 2021 standards, that's basically making out. And yeah, yeah. We like produced a baby. Exactly. The next day is when I started feeling ill. And I Mm -hmm. went and got a PCR test and that test came back negative that day. So I wasn't, I don't think I was truly positive. Yeah. Contagious until maybe Friday night. Cause they said, right. Cause I didn't get it. So who knows (laughs) how these things work? I'm still acting like uh, it's a full blown pandemic. Cause guess what kids, 
It is. It is. Well, we're glad you're back. You're healthy. You're thriving in your parents' house right now. Uh, you know, it's a season six starting off hot, you know? Living my best life. <laughs> um, anyway, how are you? Oh, you know, I even though I didn't get COVID or have not yet gotten COVID, I still ended up in the hospital. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it's been a we really had a rocky end to our year. Uh, it was just for severe back pain. I'm fine, kind mm-hmm, of now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. I'm in Chicago area with my family, seeing my niece and nephew. They're so cute. Um, you know, I'm excited to be back because you know what, Matt? I really missed this. I know. I this pod. It's felt like forever. It has. It has been. But, uh, you know, we're here. We're, we're here. We're here. We made we're it queer. <laughs> <laughs> we limped across the finish line of 2021 <laughs> and we're dusting off our mangled bodies to bring you the sixth season of Unhappy Hour. You may be asking, what? Seasons? We've been listening to seasons this whole time? <laughs> yeah, sure. We come in, we just decide at random what a season actually is. And this is our sixth season. So, what's coming up? Well, we're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into guess what? It's that time of year New Year's resolutions. Whoop, because. Whoop. You know, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to be so much better this year. Here are all the things I'm going to do to improve myself and be a better person. And obviously we here at Unhappy Hour are doubling down on our bad habits and shitting all over your earnest attempts at improving yourself as an individual. So it's very healthy. It's very healthy. We're very well adjusted. We're trying to bring you all to our level, which is beneath the ground. And (laughs) finally, we've got, guess what? Absolutely no one as our guest complainer because here's the deal we've been doing this for five seasons now this is our sixth season uh and you know what's one thing that i hate that everybody else maybe loves doing interviews every week (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i i've loved all of the guests that we've had uh on happy hour there's not been a bad one in the bunch i mean sure there are guests that i hate more than others obviously (laughs) and there are guests that i love more than others listeners with everything you know about Matt and, and the way he goes about his life, do you really think that he wants to be interviewing someone every single week, preparing for the interview, doing actual work? Like, no, obviously not. With everything you know about him, no. Me. <laughs> My resolution for 2022 is to do less. Yeah. You know what? And That's I'm, a really... guess what? I was already doing basically nothing. <laughs> So what does that mean? It means in the new year, most of our episodes now are going to be a longer version of Worst Things First and deep dives, but we'll still have guests every once in a while if there's people that I particularly love that I have to have on and I have to talk to. We have our whales, our white whales that we- we've got a list of our white whales. Yeah, the the guests that, you know, we would kill someone to get. And I have. I've, that's the that's the worst part of this podcast is that yeah. uh, there are people I have murdered to get on the podcast and they still didn't come on. The body count for this podcast is high. Exactly. Anyway, so you can expect even more personal bitching from us, more rant hotlines from you, and some incredible guests when we feel like it. So on that note, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start season six and start the show. Worst things first, let's chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. First, gotta start off in our favorite state, authorities in Florida, only in Florida, said they found cocaine and methamphetamine wrapped around a man's penis during a traffic stop. Oh my god! And that's not the best part. The man denied that the drugs were his. Sir, how how did they? They're get wrapped there? around your own shaft. You- <laughs> we need a new jingle that's just like yeah. Who among us hasn't had this happen to them? That was so catchy. <laughs> like o- O'Reilly's is shaking in their boots. What the fuck is O'Reilly's? Oh 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 O'Reilly's auto parts. Never heard that jingle in my Are life. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> 
The only jingle I can truly think of is that carpet commercial. One eight hundred Empire today. What about a Folgers? The best or Liberty part of waking. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I fucking hate that one. It gets stuck in my head all the time. I hate yeah. it. The point is, who among us has not accidentally gotten some drugs stuck in our pubic hair? Yeah. You're this just like walking folks, around one day. It's 2022. I don't really know what's in vogue when we're talking about, you know, hairstyles down there. But you better keep it. You better keep it relatively tame because you never know. Oh, shit. I got a bag of someone else's cocaine stuck in my yeah. pubes. Why do you think God made pubic hair? It was to catch drugs. Exactly. That is the point. Everyone's like, what's the point of pubic hair? Yeah. The sa- it's the same thing that you have nostril hair for. So yeah. To catch stuff. Yeah. Do you remember those like those like ball and mitts, but they're like Velcro? So like the ball would just like stick to it. <laughs> That's kind of I what pubic hair is like. So much, I'm going to turn <laughs> off my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is what I do every night when I get ready for bed. Is I have to go through and literally pick out all of the detritus that is gathered <laughs> in sometimes the you, in the brambles. Sometimes you find hamsters. Oh, <laughs> sometimes you you find leftovers. It's an ecosystem. So, yeah, sheriff's deputies said that they stopped a vehicle that was driving without its lights on at four in the morning and started to search the car. Uh, they searched the driver. There was two people, a driver and a passenger. They found a gun under the passenger seat. And then they found drugs wrapped around a man's penis in two plastic mm. baggies. Um, here's the thing. Why were you looking at that, though? <laughs> that that so- sounds a little sus to me. Okay. Yeah, his dick. It's not like his dick was just out. I mean, it is Florida, so I wouldn't put it past anyone. But I didn't realize drug searches were like that specific. Like you're feeling out the shaft, or you're just I like, d- oh, there's a bulge. I would yeah, just- I think it's more like, man, that guy's dick looks real wrong. Maybe it's because there's a bunch of drugs wrapped around it. See, this is where where misogyny and homophobia come into play. Because if you would have just tucked your penis like a drag queen, you would have gotten mm. away with it. Oh, yeah. but no, you have to have your dick flopping around like some, oh, some big man. Oh, look, my dick is flopping around and also drugs. You put those drugs in your butt. That officer's not going to know until you're taken to jail. Exactly. <laughs> then they'll find out. <laughs> That's why do you think everyone is so afraid? You know what's up there? The male G spot <laughs> and a perfectly good pouch. A little purse. Yeah. Anyway, this has been How to Do Crimes with Unhappy Hour. Um, The man said that the drugs were not his. He did not say who they belonged to. Um, Both the driver and the penis drug man were arrested. So shout out to them. I will say, if you look this story up, the man's mugshot is kind of adorable. (laughs) He's just like... Link it. He just seems like very, um, very proud of himself. Just search Florida man drugs penis man drugs oh look at him <laughs> oh that is a very cute photo yeah put it on your tinder profile all right next this is an update two of the zebras that were still running loose since escaping a farm in maryland about four months ago have been captured no Boo. This is... I'm so sorry, Fred the Goat. We know you try really hard. We're really sorry yeah, about this, this is man. like Jim Crow era story. Okay. <laughs> Calm is, down. So in late August, if you'll recall, there were initially three zebras that fled from a farm where officials have said about 40 zebras lived. Um, residents have been posting several sightings of these two zebras. They've, uh, they've like eluded capture for the past four months. Initially, it was a trio, but one of them got caught in an illegal snare trap on a neighboring <gasps> property, and it died. Uh, yeah. So the county, like, filed animal cruelty charges against the person who owned all these zebras because they were like, first of all, your zebras are, like, not good. You just no. let them run all over the place. Um, and one of, another one was found dead in the enclosure in the farm. No. 
So why does someone in Maryland have forty zebras? Yeah, I mean that is the thing about it. It's like if you're applying for like a permit to have forty zebras, they should deny it on the basis that anybody who thinks they could have forty zebras <laughs> is not sane enough to have forty zebras. <laughs> it's a real paradox. <laughs> Apparently, these zebras escaped during an unloading process where they, and they were attempting to move them from Maryland to Florida. Okay, so I understand why these zebras tried to skip town. They were like, true. fuck, no, they saw the Florida. They, they saw the plane ticket the and they were like, no, not going there And this year with what everything that's happening. No, no. I do, I, I do think zebras would have a great time in Miami, though. Ooh, true. Listening to Pitbull. In the nightclubs. Uh, we were making Christmas cookies last week. And because it was a week after Christmas, because I ruined everything by getting a disease. And, um, oh, we were watching New Year's Eve. New Year's Rockin' Eve. So cool. Just rocking out. Oh, my God. And my mom was like, oh, is that the guy that I love? What's his name? Pitbull. <laughs> I was like, no. Yes, Debbie. (laughs) She literally said, I just think he's sexy. And I was like, okay, well, that's really upsetting to me to hear. (laughs) Now you know what to get your mom for Christmas from here on out, though. What? Just a lot of photos of Pitbull. Just like we want to get her a shrine going, you know? We want to get cardboard cutouts autographed framed photos no i want to get get whatever pitbull alcohol there is i need to get one of those devices from men in black to get her to forget that pitbull ever existed (laughs) we need to destroy the part of her brain that processes who pitbull is frankly (laughs) eternal sunshine of the spotless mind but just for pitbull (laughs) there needs to be some type of facility that i can take her to just to remove that part of her memory I'm also 100% positive she's never heard a Pitbull song. (laughs) That is a fact. (laughs) I think the only time that she would have heard a Pitbull song is on some type of event like New Year's Rockin' Eve. By the way, (laughs) it was Macklemore. Just so we're clear clear that the person that she thought she saw (laughs) as Pitbull was Macklemore. Didn't even know he was still around. No. Him or Pitbull, frankly. Next! A man in Michigan called Animal Welfare uh, to let them know that he would be stopping by to surrender 60 to 80 parakeets from his hoarder father's house. So this guy's dad is a hoarder. Apparently they went through the process of cleaning this guy's house out. And this man. Oh, God, that must have been horror. So many parakeets. He called them. He was like, guess what? I'm going to stop by, drop off. I don't know. There's like 60 to 80 parakeets. Shows up. Right. There were 500 parakeets. (laughs) How do you count that wrong? How do you have no... Is this me? Did I? Was this story about me? I can never tell you how many jelly beans there are in a jar. I'd be like, yeah, there's like probably 10 people. This is the opposite Uh, of the jelly bean game. This is the opposite of, I don't know what prize you thought you were going to win, sir, but you got it wrong. Okay. (laughs) Even though I guess he was offloading them. So he won in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he is golden. To be fair, it was only 497 parakeets. So. Okay. All right. I mean, by by price is right rules, he didn't go over. Okay. No. But yeah, so he showed up with 500 parakeets. We need a new segment just about when math problems come to life. I feel like this happens too often. (laughs) This is a man in algebra who's like, oh, you know, Alfonso has 497 parakeets. If Alfonso catches chlamydia from Sharon, how long does he have to live? And then you have to solve for X. Right. That's exactly what it was like for me in math class growing up. It's like, did you just steal my teacher's yeah. test? This is why I was a mathlete, because I knew that stuff like the back of my hand. I could tell you how long everybody has to live based on their STD. <laughs> love to love to come into 2022 just absolutely <laughs> shaming STDs. I mean... Keep that stigma alive. I wasn't shaming. <laughs> I was just said, I could tell you how long you have to live. You don't know. I could say... <laughs> 100 years 
So the Detroit Animal Welfare Group said, quote, we were in shock, but we could not turn them away because they were crammed in seven cages and smothering each other. What? That's the math problem for you. 497 Oy. parakeets shoved into seven cages. That's like Lord. a thousand parakeets per cage. Right. Yeah, sure. That's math. No, that's sure. like at least 75 parakeets per cage. Jeez. No, more than that. No, okay. less than that. I don't want to do the math. Here comes the calculator. divided by seven. 71. Okay, I was right in the first place. Okay, so you're a perfect <laughs> mathlete angel. Congratulations. Um, yeah. This is why I'm irresistible to people. Because everyone, I'll do, I'll be like, guess how fast I can do this equation. And then they're like, oh, hurry up. Because I'm, I'm going to come. That's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the shelter... <laughs> Um, the son <laughs> called and he was like, yeah, my dad, I wanted to breed like a few parakeets and I guess it kind of got out of control. <laughs> That's oh, how it geez. always happens. You, it always happens this way. It's like, oh yeah, you just think you're going to breed, a, you're going to make a couple of birds fuck. And then before you know it, you know, you're, you're covered in feces. The problem is, according God. to the shelter, birds breed easily, and then you just have more babies and more babies and more babies if you don't control the situation. Birds love to fuck, apparently. Yeah, seriously. Even though nobody has seen a bird dick ever. No. Don't get me started on the corkscrew. No, okay? I can't even think about it. Shelter officials have reached out to bird rescue organizations for help. Um, they're trying to secure temporary housing for the birds. Apparently, they have to quarantine for 30 days because birds are famously fucking disgusting <laughs> and <Yeah>. riddled with <laughs> the plague. So um, they're making the birds. There's literally a flu yeah, name. How many? There has been so many bird flu, yeah. avian flu. That's it. Well, if, if we happen to have any unhappy our fans in Michigan who also love birds, guess what? You can adopt one of these bad boys. Get on it. Yeah. What a beautiful story that would be. Oh, unhappy hour listener adopts if one a parakeet. Of, if, if, yeah, if we connected an unhappy hour listener with one of these parakeets, like, yeah. okay, who are we? Sarah McLaughlin? Like, rescuing animals <laughs> left and right? Yeah. Um, everyone, I encourage everyone to go adopt this bird. Honestly, if you don't even live in Michigan, I'm sure they'll put it in a box and send it to you. You know what? Birds famously can fly. So they should just let it fly to you. Yeah, I'm sure these parakeets are probably so well adjusted. They have great, no long lasting trauma induced by the situation that they were in. That's the message that plays beyond that song. <laughs> Get your fucked up dog. Absolutely no trauma. <laughs> It almost definitely won't bite your face off. <laughs> How many times has uh, your mom's dog bitten you this time around? I have not gotten bitten. Um, it has bitten my mom at oh, least twice. God. But blood? okay, blood drawn blood. Kind of. Oh lord. Because she she, I have heard that when a dog bites you, I'm pretty sure this is when you're being like mauled by a dog. But um, when when you're being mauled by a dog, you lean into the bite. Don't try to rip your arm away. You have to mm. push into it. And my mom did not do that, even though it, she was not being mauled. She just got snapped at by our Shih Tzu, who is six pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she like ripped her finger away. And so it got I think she was the one who like drew her own blood, basically. Right, 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 right. It's Victim like you ran into my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, OK, you got bit. What were you wearing? Um <laughs> No. So uh, we've talked about this before. Famously, I almost always have a Kleenex shoved in my coochie um, because <laughs> I will. I have allergies. My nose sounds like this almost always. And so I'll <laughs> blow my nose or I'll pick at it and then I'll put a Kleenex between my thighs and then stand up and forget it was there. It would fall to the ground and the dog will always get it. And for some reason, I don't she doesn't do this with any other materials. But when I when she gets a hold of a Kleenex um, and you try to take it away from her. Kleenex. Yeah. Also, it's like, let her eat it. That is my <laughs> stance now. Let her eat it. <laughs> but my mom goes for it. The dog, like, does turn fully like Dr. Jekyll, <laughs> Mr. Hyde. Like, just 
shifts into a whole different specimen (laughs) and goes insane and bites at her. And then my mom takes it incredibly personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, she's heard this saying that like a dog will never bite the hand that feeds it. Which is Um, just not true. I mean, the saying saying is a saying, but the saying is wrong. Yeah. like, Like if you Google it, all of the results are from animal trainers who are like, this is just not true. Sorry that you yeah. think this, but your dog will bite you. The point is, I um, have now am like red level alert every time I stand up to make sure that I'm not dropping any paper products for the dog to get because it will lead to a complete emotional breakdown in this household. <laughs> it's happened before, folks. So I've only done it, I think, once this trip. Good. And then I learned my lesson. Side note, the fact that Kleenex and Puffs aren't like breaking down your door to sponsor you is rude and offensive. And really, like, what are their marketing people even doing? Right. Like, why would you even wait for like cold season to come and find me? Like, I'm I'm literally going through your product constantly. Like, I'm talking about right there. Every hole, by the way. It is right there. Exactly. Next, we got Squirrel Watch 2022 coming in hot in the new year. This was sent in by uh, a listener who tagged us on uh, Twitter. A crazed squirrel has been on a violent rampage (laughs) in a town in Wales, injuring at least 18 people over two days. Oh, my Lord. Uh, The gray squirrel has been called a, quote, psycho (laughs) and named Stripe after the worst of the gremlins. (laughs) He indiscriminately attacks the elderly, children and pets, launching himself at people as they put out trash bins and even chasing people down the streets. Wow. They should make a horror movie about this guy. (laughs) Yes. I would absolutely watch that. People were left bitten, bruised, bleeding. A few people needed tetanus shots. One resident wrote on Facebook, quote, warning, vicious squirrel that attacks has bitten me, attacked my friend and multiple other people. It's also attacked my two Bengals who fear nothing and my neighbor's Bengal cats dare not go out of my house and it's lurking. Okay. Also, I'm sorry. You have two Bengal cats and they couldn't do anything about this squirrel. Like, mm, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. Time to get new cats. Yeah. This is like the one thing that cats are supposed to do. Especially Bengal cats. Aren't those the like really big ones that like pretty much are wild animals? I think so. Yeah. Another woman posted a picture of her bloodied hand saying this squirrel is not very nice at all. Just had me when collecting my recycling bags. Let's just say it had me good and proper little shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, where's your Welsh accent? I know I can't do a Welsh accent. 48 hours of tyranny was finally brought to an end and the squirrel was caught by uh, in a humane trap by a 65 year old woman. Um, I don't know why that was relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Known locally as the bird lady. (laughs) She had been feeding the squirrel since the summer. This is literally... Okay. Um, First of all, we didn't even say rest in peace to the OG, the queen, Betty White. Oh, yeah. Who um, was killed by People Magazine, famously. Um, (laughs) They published a cover story of her turning 100 three weeks before her birthday and then like Three days later, she died um, before that's she why turned It's 100. like how you don't you don't bless someone right before they're about to sneeze. Because guess what? They won't finish yeah, sneezing. Then they go to hell. I mentioned this movie before. Um, the movie Lake Placid, which is yes. about like, yeah, these all of these people are being terrorized by this like giant alligator. And then spoiler alert. Um, I mean, it's a horrible movie, so I don't suggest you watch it. But um, spoiler alert, the animal, it's like Betty White the old lady uh, in the movie, her pet, who she's been like feeding the whole time. This mm. is literally the plot of like, yep. <laughs> turns out this bird lady has been feeding this psycho squirrel <laughs> and uh, egging it on. And um, do you think the humane trap was actually just like her bed because it goes in there every night to sleep? Yeah. I got a humane trap right between my legs. Right. Whoa. ladies. <laughs> Yeah, she'd been feeding it, egging it on. Despite befriending it, um, she decided that she had to act. 
Oh, after she was bitten on the hand herself. Oh, so wow. now once it comes home, you'll start taking it seriously. Is that right, Corinne? It's fine to bite all your neighbors, but once this little squirrel bites you, it's over? Yeah, we yeah. see where your priorities are. She said, uh, I only got bit once, but he had suddenly taken to seeing me and literally legging it down the garden, up my leg and on my shoulder. What? What? <laughs> She said, to be honest, he was giving me cause for concern with his unusual behavior. Yeah, you mean all of your neighbors saying that they're being terrorized by him? <laughs> all of your neighbors are posting messages about how terrified they are of the squirrel, don't want to leave their house. And they're like, that's so unusual. Something's up. Yeah, it's a wild animal that you've been feeding. Meanwhile, your squirrel is like blood dripping from it and he's like exorcist style and shaking his said, head. Then I saw then I saw all of the Facebook posts and realized it was actually dangerous. Oh yeah, oh. the blood on its lips didn't give it away. <laughs> um yeah, oh also all of these p- people were posting like, "Oh, I have an elderly, you know, mom who's staying with me and she's on blood thinning drugs and so oh, like if, if she gets bit, she'll bleed out on the sidewalk." Uh so they captured him. Um they didn't contact animal rescue authorities. So they took her to they took him to a vet and asked for him to be put to sleep. Oh, but then she decided to launch a fundraiser uh, to. Tr- <laughs> oh, no, she tried to. She launched a fundraiser to pay for every so everybody could pay to kill the squirrel. <laughs> so everybody could help pitch in the 110 pound fee to have the squirrel put to sleep. Honestly, I feel like the neighbors would be like, fuck, yeah, like, let's fucking kill this shit. Take all my money. Honestly, I do love that as a Kickstarter. <laughs> you know, everyone pitch in to fucking murder the squirrel. Nothing brings together community like a terrorizing squirrel. Oh, never mind. When the animal charity vets examined him, he was euthanized. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it say that? Stripe appeared. Oh, so it, it this was a whole situation where it's like, you know, how they do with someone's on death row. And it's like all of the lawyers are appealing to the president being like, no, please, you know, give him a pardon. Are this you telling me happened. that Kim Kardashian actually like came to the squirrel's rescue? Yeah, but it was too late. Oh, He's already no. in the electric chair and they pulled the lever and fried him. Uh, they said that he could have had like a tumor or a growth or something that was causing him to act out. Okay. I'm sorry, but I don't think that like surgery would have really been worth it. No. It's a squirrel. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want even more Worst Things First stuff, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash You'll get video of bonus stories and a special separate podcast feed that's basically a bonus episode that shows up right in your podcast app. Head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Next, we're diving deep into New Year's resolutions right after this commercial break. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
Wow, it's a brand new season of Unhappy Hour. It's a brand new year on the calendar, which means all you, uh, oh, oh, new year, new me bitches are out here thinking you're about to do something with your life. Okay, well, I'm here with an important message for everybody who thinks you're about to, you're about to be a better person this year. Give up. Wow. It's 2022. The oceans are boiling tricks is making cereal that's just circles instead of the shapes of fruits it's pathetic okay why are you trying to improve (laughs) everyone has thrown in the towel and you should too so rather than making some promise to get healthier or upgrade your life okay today i'm gonna go through my list of resolutions that you should actually be making in 2022 First, stop saving money. Stop. Why are you doing it? Just spend it, okay? Make that cash fly. Yo, you've been eyeing a nice new sweater? But, you know, oh, I can't justify spending $300 on it because my family needs food. Here's all the motivation you need. Go for it. Do it. (laughs) You'll probably look really good in it. $300 probably means it's a good sweater. Yeah, anything expensive is good. Yes, it's an investment piece, okay? (laughs) Anything expensive you can justify by saying, I'm investing in myself. Yes. I'm just saying, stop putting your money in savings until a rainy day. Oh, I'm going to put it away for a rainy day. Look outside, folks. It's raining. Yeah, it's acid fucking rain. You think you think Noah looked around at those storm clouds and was like, oh, I better go deposit this paycheck into my bank account. No, he went to the mall and he got two of everything and a sick robe. Yeah, it's just like, what are you saving for your future? Babe, I got some bad news for you. There's (laughs) not going to be a future. Okay, hon, this is it. Go, go get the ring. Buy a new TV. Order that luxury dildo that has 18 vibration settings. Treat yourself. Amen. (sighs) I love thinking about Bo Burnham's lyric in uh, That Funny Feeling, which is 20,000 years of this, seven more to go. (laughs) Think about that all the time. Yeah, that was the one thing from uh, from Don't Look Up, the uh, the like apocalypse comedy on Netflix that mm-hmm. we haven't really talked about. Um, we will. Don't worry. It's in my chaser. That was the one thing where I'm like, I, I feel like we don't acknowledge enough that like, you know, an asteroid killed all the dinosaurs and anything like that could like easily happen again. Like we just have this assumption that like we are completely untouchable as a species. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it, like the Ice Age, like happened on another planet. It's like, no, honey. Right. It happened on this planet. We're actually living through like five different extinction events all at once. Super also, fun. the planetary defense is actually launching rockets at an asteroid soon. That is real. An asteroid that is coming towards Earth. It's not as apocalyptic as the one in Don't Look Up, but that is that is actually happening. Oh, fun. Next resolution. Be less active. Oh, I love this one. less active. Okay, here's the thing. All these gym meatloafs try to shame everybody who start going to the gym on January 1st, right? All these these gym gym bros are like, oh, you know, stop coming. Stop taking up all all of my precious meatloaf space. (laughs) They're always like, fuck you for trying to better yourself and looking like an idiot at the gym, even though we all started from somewhere. Nobody knew what they were doing until we figured it out listen i'm not gonna tell you all that okay Mm-mm, i'm not gonna not say here. don't go to the gym because the gym meatloafs will get angry i am saying don't go to the gym because lying down feels much better oh it feels so good lie down and do nothing okay you know what you could do with that hour that you would be at the gym take a nap just take you could a be nap. on tiktok Yo, oh you want more energy for what what are you doing What do you even need energy for? You know what else gives you energy? Sleeping for 18 hours and then drinking six (laughs) cups of coffee. Oh, oh, you want your pre-pandemic pants to fit again? Remember the first resolution where it's spend more money, get new pants. Yeah. Buy better, bigger pants. Don't even waste your money. Society is post-pants now, okay? Besides, you'll get plenty of exercise when we're all fighting for our life over the last loaf of bread at the grocery store once all of the banks have collapsed and Mm -hmm. um, society crumbles. And it's like, oh, you know, I want to be able to defend myself and my family during the apocalypse. For what? Do you? 
So you can you can live in the nuclear fallout? Not me. I'm good. Not me. I'm Have good. fun, sweetie. Okay, I'm going to be inside <laughs> someone's stomach. That's Robbie. <laughs> I'll be hanging out. I'll be nice and warm, being digested. I also love there was a, a joke going around Twitter of like the right now the two men who are getting like more more ass than anybody is Pete Davidson and Jack Harlow and <laughs> they, they're both skeletons so like why is anybody trying to like muscle up related resolution eat more ice cream oh this is something I did over new over uh, Christmas good I made homemade ice cream yeah remember literally a year ago when you asked for an ice cream machine uh, yeah for, for the holidays and you got yeah. one and then I never tasted ice cream from you ever. That's not true. You had the chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream that I made. I barely remember it. So wow. guess what? <laughs> was not memorable. <laughs> Did not make an impression on me. But it's slightest. okay because we're gonna we're gonna make okay, rude, so rude. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say we can make this resolution come true and I'll start making ice cream for you to eat. But you know what? Yeah. Maybe you don't deserve it. We had a resolution to make our own pie ice cream business. Hey, that's not a resolution. That is a business proposal and we are working on it. Right. If any angel investors are listening <laughs> and would like to donate, I don't know, a, a million dollars for a 5% um, stake. Um, yeah. Any okay. sharks? Let's say 5 million? Are we talking about New York real estate here? Come on. <laughs> Let's not sell ourselves oh, short. 5 million for a 5% stake. There we go. Right. Which would value our company at? You're the mathlete. 100 million. Okay, perfect. And what are we going to do? Make um, ice cream and pie. Exactly. The point is, look, it's a new year. All these gyms, all these diet apps are going to try to get you to sign up for their shit. Okay, they got James Corden on my TV on, in a commercial where he walks up to people at the grocery store and tells them about how much weight he lost. I'm pretty sure that was taken from my nightmares. <laughs> they got <laughs> some man who's actually on steroids trying to advertise a $5,000 Bowflex machine that I guess I'm just supposed to put next to my couch. I don't really know where they think I'm going to put a Bowflex. <laughs> Do they still make a Bowflex? I hope so. And the answer is remove your bed from the equation and just have a Bowflex. Sleep you don't need Bowflex. to sleep. Yeah. I used to watch that commercial mesmerized and be oh, like, yeah. I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to grow up and make enough money to buy a Bowflex and get that. It's on every Christmas list. But yeah, the what is the point? Oh, I, I, I should eat more vegetables, get, get my vitamins and nutrients. For what? <laughs> For what? I say to respect my body. She doesn't need any respect, okay? Oh, eat more protein, eat more greens, so I stay fuller longer. Why? What? So, so I'm too full to enjoy to enjoy a big bowl of mint chocolate chip. What's that? Mint greens? That's a green. Yeah, that's an herb. Listen, as someone with full blown lactose intolerance, I can tell you that the explosive consequences of a pint of triple chocolate brownie—it's well worth it. Amen. Okay, just do it. Yes, there's going to be consequences. We're fine with that. Let's see. Moving on. Stop trying to date. Oof. Oh, oh, you want to meet more people? You want to meet new people? You want to you want to give more people a chance? Quick question. Um, have you met anybody these days? <laughs> Why would you want to put yourself out there? Why would you want to do this to yourself when you could just bottle yourself up into like a tight little ball and just present yourself from being emotionally exposed entirely? What's what's the payoff even? What's the best case scenario? You find a partner and then you have to share all your stuff with them? Couldn't be me. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Trademark my fellow side 2022. We're making it happen, baby. <sighs> yeah, honestly, at this point, it's just like... You know, I'm I mean, I am tired of of people who complain about dating constantly because it's like, guess what? The common denominator is you. Um, <laughs> so I am aware enough of, of myself to know that I should stop complaining about this because it only reflects poorly on me. That being said, <laughs> everyone else is terrible. Yeah. Next. Don't wake up earlier. This is Ew. a common one. A lot of people make a resolution. They're like, oh, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to get better sleep. I'm going to stick to a better schedule. Especially why? like for what? Why would you do that? Also, like starting in the dead of winter. Yeah. When it is the darkest times of the year. When our caveman bodies are literally programmed to not want to <laughs> do shit. That is why yeah. when anybody sends me an email from from November to March, no. Okay, it's not <laughs> happening. 
when people are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I want to wake up earlier in the day. I want to start setting my alarm earlier. Why? So you can wake up and do tasks. You really want to be one of those people who gets up and uh, on the first alarm immediately no. makes your bed so that you're discouraged from getting back in it and taking a nap immediately after breakfast. What's the point? Why do you want to be? Why do you want more time in the day? Have you tried being awake? It's actually much less enjoyable than being asleep. <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> Spoken like two severely depressed people. <laughs> it's literally just textbook depressive thought. <laughs> um, next resolution, don't read more. Okay. <laughs> what do you need more knowledge for? Guess what? Everything is on the internet. Everything you need to know is one click away. And <laughs> Here's the thing. Nobody even cares about facts anymore. Literally just no. make stuff up. What are you filling your brain with facts for? It doesn't it's matter. It's all about your beliefs, not about facts. Yeah, everything that you need to know to get by in the world is already in your brain. It's already within you. What is someone going to do? Challenge you? Guess what? You can say you've read anything. <laughs> you know how many books I read last year? 300. <laughs> Check me on it. You can't. <laughs> What else? Don't learn a new hobby. Okay. Mm. We know we have enough people who do stuff. Okay. Oh, you're going to play the piano. Oh, oh, you're going to learn how to sew. Why do you need to know how to do things? You don't. You know, I hit a low point because I did even consider picking up needlepoint. And then I was like, no, 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 no. This is TikTok's influence, by the way. This is TikTok's fault. I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe this would be good for me. But you know what I would end up doing? I would end up poking the shit out of my hands. And I would end up losing all feeling in my fingers because that's who I am. Yeah. I mean, that is very like Louisa May Alcott of you to pick up needlepoint. I'm I'm still haven't convinced myself not to. So <laughs> stay tuned. That is the one thing TikTok has not convinced me to pick up any hobbies. TikTok has convinced me that I need an air fryer or I will starve. <laughs> um, which actually brings me to my final resolution, which is don't try to cook for yourself. Okay, no, don't stop ordering takeout every night. Here's the thing. And I hate to be the one to tell you this. You can't cook. <laughs> you don't know how. And if you haven't learned by now, guess what, babe? You're never gonna keep supporting the restaurants. It's actually about building community. Oh, yeah. Oh, you you hate essential workers. I guess okay. you hate our frontline employees. People the who cook are actually extremely selfish. Yeah, yeah. You're going to try to make this yourself, put someone out of a job who could be doing this better than you. Give up. Give up. I've I have a motto, which is I'm not going to do anything myself that I know someone else could do better, which is um, the reason that I don't do anything. <laughs> so that is my lesson for 2022. Stop trying. Just give up. Uh, I know it's only the second week of January and everyone's like, oh, you know, and listen, we're recording this on the <laughs> the darkest day, January 6th. <laughs> um, and as far as I know, this year, we have not yet had a violent insurrection, um, but we probably still will. time. We probably will again. So, you know, at this point, don't try to get your life better because it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should add a disclaimer at the end. It's like, um, this is a joke. <laughs> Everyone, um, live your best life. I support you. But also do whatever you want. Don't try to, you know, I do get upset at all of the like shit that tries to shame you at the end of the year. Yeah. In both directions. In yeah. both directions. There's all these ads that shame you to go to the gym. And then there's all of the people who are at the gym shaming you for being there. And it's like, guess you can't fucking win. Be yourself. So, yeah, the most important thing is if you don't set goals, you can't fail to meet them. Snaps. Snaps, Snaps for that. All right, and that is it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. 
this week, I wanted to highlight Project N95. So we might be familiar with these numbers and letters. Uh, N95 refers to the mask that everybody should be upgrading to. All of the uh, research seems to suggest that mm, those cloth masks everyone's been using, perhaps not as effective against Miss Omicron spreading around the world, uh, most famously inside of me. So everyone should be upgrading their masks. But of course, not everybody has equal access to all of this personal protective equipment, N95 mask, COVID tests. So Project N95 is this project that helps bring N95 masks and other personal protective equipment and COVID tests to communities that need it the most um, all around the world. Because yeah, stuff is shitty here in the US, but it's also shitty uh, everywhere else. That's why it's called a pandemic. Do you get it? Do you get it? Because it's global. So we'll put a, a link to Project N95 in the show notes so you can donate or get involved to help donate this equipment all around the world uh, to help put a stop to this shit. Because guess what? The more we stop it everywhere else, the more it's going to get us closer to uh, whatever happens after this. Fingers crossed. Anyway, uh, moving on to what TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you've been watching? I've been watching so many things, but I will save some of them for the weeks to come. <laughs> Maybe we'll also post about the ones we've been watching. Yeah. But um, I know that you've been watching some of them, too. So let's talk about a couple. Okay. First, I want to bring this one up because I feel like no one's talking about it and I don't understand why. But it's one that you and I have been watching and Melissa, our producer, has also been watching. And that is Landscapers yes. on HBO starring Olivia Coleman. It is so good it's like a true crime based on a true crime story but it's like the most surreal weird fucking shit it's a four-part miniseries i loved it i thought it was so weird i hadn't seen anything like it yeah i tried watching it with my family because i was like oh i heard this is good and um they fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> it is very strange. It's like very. It, yeah, I mean, it's surreal. It's surreal. There's a lot of like fantastical. Basically, it's one of the characters like is obsessed with old like Western kinds of movies. And so there's a lot of like, like makes you feel like you are in a Western at the time and stuff like that. So there was definitely in my house a lot of like, wait, is that really happening right now? <laughs> Sorry, right. Dad. <laughs> It's like, no, it's obviously not. <laughs> I, I'm i sure I've mentioned this uh, the last time I was at home, but I get such anxiety watching stuff with my family and like thinking the entire time, like, do they understand what's happening? Do I have to explain <laughs> stuff? Yeah, but it is. There are surreal elements. It's weird. Like there are characters who like there's like weird moments where people in the background will like stare directly into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is it is strange, but obviously it's Olivia Coleman. She's also in like seven other things right now. I know. I want to see all of them. I can't even keep track of everything that she's in. Oh, and she has such taste in the projects she chooses. Taste. Our queen. What else? What else have you been watching? I've been watching Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I pronounce it because I'm French. Yeah. Yeah. Season two, which dropped before Christmas. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just candy. It's like eating <laughs> cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's very enjoyable. Good. I I might I might end up watching that because I I really have watched a lot and I feel like I I need something new. It's also distracting because like everybody is the hottest person you've ever seen. Mm, mm, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Similarly, I watched Pen Fifteen. <laughs> True. Right. A show about a bunch of children. <laughs> Also, everyone is the hottest person you've ever seen. Right, exactly. Um, which I'm so sad. I feel like, I think that our last episode of Unhappy Hour was right when it came out. And obviously by now we've finished it. Right. Um, it's the last season, which makes me very sad. I cried a lot in the finale, but I loved it. I thought it was an amazing season. Yeah, the last season, it's like very emotional and like sentimental in a way that I think yeah. the previous seasons weren't. Or the last yeah, one? I guess there's only been a couple. There's only been, technically, there's only been two seasons. They just did the second season in two parts. So it's like yeah. kind of three, but kind of two. But I mean, for a show that started with um, them, like, starting their first day of middle school and yeah. <laughs> having, like, you know, going through puberty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it got very, like, 
real and sentimental. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, I love it. What else? Um, I started watching Abbott Elementary, which was created by previous guest complainer slash your friend. Yeah. Quinta, Quinta Bronson, who, uh, yeah, created Abbott Elementary about a school in Philadelphia where she's from. Yeah. I watched it with my mom, who was a retired public school teacher, elementary school. So it really hit hard uh, <laughs> in my house. But it was so funny. It's just like a good like mockumentary style sitcom I it's really like funny and odd I don't know the characters are so great and there's it's a great cast yeah they're all so funny yeah I mean it is (laughs) it is depressing (laughs) I mean it's a comedy about the fact that um public Public schools have no money horrible (laughs) yeah um but yeah and then the other, the other thing, I mean, literally, I, I will post this list. I've watched so much in the last, like, three weeks. But also Curb Your Enthusiasm finale. Uh, I loved it. The second to last episode, I posted a very cryptic message on Instagram uh, about how it was a personal attack and I was not doing well because it was all about little women. Yes. Um, a lot of people were like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And I was like, okay, you you clearly don't know what Curb Your Enthusiasm is. <laughs> like, um, but it was uh, the most scene I've ever felt watching Curb. Um, I'm convinced it's because Larry David, re- in order to have that strong of a takedown of little women, he must know the material well. Uh-huh. And I believe that is because he probably read it to his daughters. That is my my working theory. Sure. Cassie, if you're listening, please um, reach out, you know. My working theory is that it's because he had that lunch with Timothy Chalamet. Yes. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm just assuming that they spent the entire the entire (laughs) lunch date talking about little women, which Timothy (laughs) was in. Timmy, if you're listening, please reach out to confirm. Exactly. What about, is there anything else you've been watching you want to talk about this week? Yellow Jacket. The, yeah. The only other thing would be Yellow Jackets, which is on Showtime. By the way, the Showtime mm-hmm. app, you could get a 30-day free trial. That is the other thing. Hey. Everyone has been like, how am I supposed to watch it? Nobody has a Showtime login. It's like, you can get it for 30 days. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's basically like Lost, but um I don't know about Lord of the Flies, but yeah, teenage girls. Yes. It's like a soccer team. They get into a plane crash. Um, crazy shit goes down. They're in the wilderness for 19 months and then they're rescued. And the show alternates between like when they were uh, right after the crash and then 25 years later with a few of them who survived and like what happened when they were out there? We don't know. It's mystery. Maybe they ate one another. Um <laughs> Uh, it is kind of confusing, but it is very good. Anyway, awesome. what is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is something that uh, I have been working on at Pineapple for over a year, and that is the last movie ever made. It's a podcast that is all about the making of Don't Look Up, which is Adam McKay's new movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the first two episodes came out on Friday, January 7th. And I'm just really freaking proud of this show. It's like an, it's a narrative series about the making of the movie. So we like actually had people in the COVID bubble uh, while they were filming, reporting on what was happening. And we have interviews with like some of the most famous people in the world. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of it. Uh, Emmanuel Hapsis, who's another pineapple producer, is the narrator of it. It's really fun. It's really good. I really love it. And it really makes me so happy that people are going to finally be able to listen to it. So that is my chaser this week. I'm just assuming you have Meryl Streep's number directly in your phone now. I uh, I wish, but we did we did interview her for it and she was fantastic. So, <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence did an interview I think with Jimmy Fallon maybe, and she was talking about how they everyone was referring to Meryl Streep on set as the goat because you know, <laughs> and then Meryl thought that they were just calling her like an old goat. She was like, "Yeah, here <laughs> comes the old goat." <laughs> And finally, someone was like, wait, do you think we're calling you like a a goat? It means greatest of all time. (laughs) She did not know. Meryl Streep just assumed everybody was calling her a goat. Love it. Love her. Um, But yeah, what about you? What's your non-TV chaser this week? Mine is surviving. (laughs) Yay! I'll consider that um, a a win. Yes. I mean, yeah, my chaser is just being able to be home for New Year's and um, at least getting to to see my family because... 
yeah, I had to spend Christmas by myself. Even though I yeah. personally am like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's just a day <laughs> on the calendar. Maybe my uh, <laughs> drugs are working a little too good because I'm like, yeah, this means nothing to me. <laughs> 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 but still, um, it was um, nice to be able to come home eventually. Um, yeah, and yeah, excited about the season to come. Yeah. But for now, that is it for this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head to my Patreon, which I'm going to be updating once again. You'll get video of bonus Worst Things First stories and an entire separate podcast feed of all the bonus stories every single week. So it's like a second day of Unhappy Hour stuff that you get every single week. Also, you can buy some merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Wherever you get podcasts, hit that follow button. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I'm a survivor. I'm a go-giver. <laughs> <laughs>